Yo, man. Boom, Miss Rusty. Boom, Miss Rusty. Boom, Miss Rusty. One of those is going to work. I hope I didn't clip out on all those. But it is Saturday here. Uh, yeah, Saturday, you know, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. But it's a good day because it's Saturday. And whatever day of the week is a good day. It doesn't need to be Saturday. It doesn't need to be Friday. It doesn't need to be Monday. It could be Wednesday. I don't know. Every day can be a good day. It doesn't have to be any certain way. So that's one reason why I have special guests come on, because it doesn't matter what day of the week, there are going to be special guests. And I'm bringing one on here right now, right here, right now. We have Renal, the spiritual atheist. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for being on. It's uh, it's good to good to have you here and getting to yeah, good, getting to meet new people and um, yeah, just not really know. It's just sort of uh, okay. Anything can happen, which is which is a fun one, and you never really know. So, um, so okay. I mean, so with your um your line of work um are you mostly meeting people online or are you mostly going to places and doing stuff in person or how or has that changed at all in the past few years um well i do things one-on-one -on -one, uh with people basically what i help people with is developing a mental state um that most people will call enlightenment or inner peace and so I help people develop um, a way to not live in the past with past regrets or like live life in the future or um, get bogged down by concepts that don't exist. So I help people live in the real world, I would say. As, yeah, as opposed to uh, the real world and their head. The real world, exactly. world and their head and the real world are not the same. They're not one and exactly. the same. Yeah. Which is... And so I help people... Yeah. Yeah. So I help people get out of their head into the real world. <laughs> was was there a time uh, you had to get out of your head and into the real world? Uh, yes. That, so for I, myself. Go sorry. ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, uh, yeah. So it took me many years to develop this mindset. Um, I had to, you know, growing up, I grew up religious. Obviously, I'm no longer religious. I'm an atheist um, uh -huh. or a spiritual, spiritual atheist. So, um, well, I guess I'll start with that really fast. So as a spiritual atheist, um, I'm not one of those atheists that believes that um, the universe is all random and mechanical. Um, I don't agree with that, um, that mindset. But anyway, um, growing up, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I'm obviously Black, American, um, man. All of these concepts I had to break through many, many years. So I didn't associate with being Black. I didn't associate with being American. I don't associate anymore with being a man. Um, I am now completely a free agent. Um, in my life. So, um, yeah, and that process took many years to, to figure out like how to do it within my own mind, the mental gymnastics it took me to, to do it. So now I, I make it easy for people by just telling them step by step how to do it. So, okay. So, I mean, you are, I mean, is that just mean you are you and that's in, in the most simplest way you are you and that's, that's what it is. It is what yes, it is. I'm, well, I'm simply me, and who I am is not a, um, a primate that's speaking to you right now. Um, um, what I am is an awareness in the universe, and um, I am—I only associate myself with that inner awareness. So 
So I'm totally aware of my thoughts inside of my head. I am not my thoughts. I'm aware of my thoughts. So then what, I mean, so if you're aware of your thoughts, but you're not your thoughts, where's the disconnect there? How does that, where, where does that lie? Is it just having to completely just, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're aware of what's happening, but you're not letting those, those thoughts and I don't know, feelings, I guess is the word, or, you know, ways of thinking lead you to act on that because of that. Exactly. So, um, for example, there might be someone out there, um, a character, a person who really loves their car and they, they love their car passionately. And if some if someone came and kicked their car or dented it, they would hurt. They, they feel the pain of their car being dented. The reason why they feel the pain of their car being damaged is because they identify with that car. They, they feel like that them and that car is one of the same, that that car expresses some sort of, uh, it tells the world about them some way. Um, in the same way, I would not do that. And I disconnect people from doing those types of things. Um, I disconnect from my thoughts in the same way I would tell someone to disconnect from their car. See, a, a car and my thoughts are equally two material things that I don't identify with. So where do your thoughts become uh, material? I guess is the question. Where, where become thoughts become what is, I mean, a concept, a concept to thoughts to material thought. Where, how does that work? Um, so, so thoughts inside of the brain are material in the way I'm defining the word material because they can be they can be detected by machines. We could put you under brain scans and see the activity in the brain that you're calling thoughts. That's how we know it's a material thing. Um, we can't, um, the awareness that I'm talking about, that's not a material thing. We cannot open up the brain and find my awareness in there. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why your awareness yeah. is not material, but your thoughts that can be picked up in brain scans are material. So and not only can they pick up your thoughts and brain scans, but um, they could interpret what those thoughts are. Like if you're having certain uh, processes over here, they, they know what you could be thinking about. Or if you taste something, they know what parts of the brain act activate. So um, everything other than your awareness are all functions of the brain. So if someone if someone plunked me in my head right now, my thoughts could stop. Or someone could, if I uh, suffer damage to the brain, my thinking yeah. will change. That, that's how we know that thoughts are physical things. Because if I drink alcohol right now, my the chemical reactions in the brain will change my thoughts, would completely change my thinking process. So then would it be then, uh, I mean, so is it like uh, just in the instant, like actually happening? So like if it's something you're thinking about that could happen or something you're dwelling on what you were saying earlier, is that what kind of separates it that you're not it's just about living in the moment without like getting anywhere further than the split second that you are existing in and that part of time and that part of wherever in the realm of whatever technically speaking <laughs> yes um so that um right there being aware and identifying with your awareness is the foundation of my reality it is not my only reality so as I'm completely present right now, um, I might have to plan for the future. 
So for example, I might get hungry and I might have to plan what I'm going to eat in the future. But when I plan for the future, I do it in the present. Do, do you get it? Okay. I, I'm kind of getting it. I'm kind of getting it. So, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So if, so, I mean, but where, where does that line drawn then, I guess, with, uh, with as far as, so as, as to uh, satisfy basic necessities or when has something become a, going to fulfill the, you know, the want to the need? Is it something that's only, I don't know, because I mean, eating food isn't really material, but going out and having a big dining experience, would that be some material? Uh, well, I don't, well, how are you using the word material? I guess, um, like, so you're asking me if I went out to a dining experience, then what? Would, would that be something that you had thought out, um, as opposed to like, you're, you're just going to go eat to, I'm going to go eat and it's going to involve all this other stuff rather than just going to, uh, the stove, uh, you know, oven uh i don't know barbecue fucking yeah uh you know somewhere in the kitchen you know doing that would that be different or is that one and the same to you oh uh, well um the amount of planning i do is very minimal because um i live a very minimalistic life my life is very very simple so very little thinking is required um so i don't overly plan like um someone else who's living a different life than me might have to plan a lot more than i do um, but they'll plan only as much as they need to. And everyone's level of planning is different based on how their life is. So what I, uh, what I help people with is doing the least amount of thinking necessary to get by in life. So um, it's not that I'm telling people not to think at all or not to plan for the future. What I'm saying is don't get caught up in the future. So if I plan to make some scrambled eggs, I could do that in the present, but I won't exist in the future with those eggs so that I couldn't hear you right now. If I was stop, if I wasn't able to hear you anymore because my mind is in the future, I'd be living in the future. Kind of like when a kid is in school and he gets bored of a class, he or she gets bored of a class and their mind drifts off somewhere else. That child is no longer present. That child has drifted off with their thoughts. So then, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so, so some people cannot control that drifting off of thoughts. They're constantly away, and they, they can't control um, when it happens and when it doesn't happen. So they have trouble uh, trouble concentrating. Um, they may have a lot more anxiety because um, some future event, um, they're treating some future event as though it's happening in the present and then becoming scared in the present, you know, where they don't need to be, when they're not under any threat in the present. But they're bringing in all of these imaginations of future outcomes and becoming scared and anxious and depressed or all these different feelings um, that are happening in the present. Um, but but are not real. So, but could could that be the same with um, you not knowing if you could get eggs? Would that be kind of the same the same deal? If you like are at a place and I, I don't know if I can get food right now, I don't know what, what the possibility of that is. Would that be something about you know anxiety for worrying about the future? Would that be more of a present kind of experience? Um, well, I would call that um, holding on to life. Um, I do not hold on to life. Um, if I have to die right after this conversation, I would continue having this conversation nonchalantly and, and go to my death. 
Um, I don't hold on to life in that way, so I don't become anxious when things don't happen the way I want them to happen. I'm perfectly, I perfectly go along with nature the way nature has it. So I might plan something and nature has a different story for me. I might plan to go to the grocery store, but nature has it in me to get hit by a car. Do you see what I'm saying? So I plan where I can and understand that nature eventually has control over it. I don't fight nature. If it's my time, it's my time. If I have to feel pain, I feel pain. Whatever nature has for me is what I accept. So is nature predestination? Um, so the entire, so by predestination, the entire universe already exists. So the future exists and the past exists and the present exists. Everything exists at the same time. So On the yes, quantum level. What, yes. So um, what is going to happen will happen. I do not fight that. <laughs> okay. What, what happened when you realized that? When you, when that went in your head and that became a realization, where were you? How did that happen? Do you remember? Um, well, it actually happened um, many years ago, which is funny um, because I had a personal experience where nature itself started speaking to me. Um, when I had that experience a couple of years ago, the only way I understood how to interpret that was that God was talking to me. Um, and so it is my relationship with nature that allows me to know what I know. So in the same way nature nurtures a bee to become a bee, nature has okay. nurtured me to become this and to understand what I understand. So I, that's a little unorthodox, but uh, no, that, it, it, it's, it's <laughs> good though. I, I, get, I get what you're saying with it. And so are then, I mean, are you like people that are uh, kind of in this mindset of not knowing, like, but it's already there. So, I mean, it's already there, but then it's already happened. It's already going to happen. And it's happening. And it's already happened all at the same time. Yes. Um, so everything in the universe is happening now. You're not experiencing everything, but everything is happening. Do you get it? So just because you're not experiencing the past doesn't mean the past doesn't exist. Because Just because you haven't experienced the future yet doesn't mean the future doesn't exist. Um, things don't come into existence when you experience them, and when you stop experiencing them, they go out of existence. So just because I'm not experiencing the wall behind me doesn't mean the wall doesn't exist. Just because I'm not experiencing the future doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's kind of like that. Okay. All right. Um, wow. Okay. So then... Uh, what what was it that that got you to say like that you went on to Facebook and you said I'm gonna go get into a a podcast booking group and start mm -hmm. you know hitting people up what what was the the reason for that? Um, I guess because I've hit this level of like peace within myself and just total love within myself. Um, I have a love for myself. And because I am nature, nature and I aren't two separate things. Um, by loving myself, I'm loving nature. You're part of nature, so I love you. And I love, uh, I, I love all of nature itself. So this is my talent. This is what I feel that I have to give to the world. In the same way, um, you know, a musician might feel like their music is what they have to give. Um, this love, this truth um, is, is my talent in that right. way. So that's why I do what I do. All right. It, and it's, then, it's so what... It's oh, what gives me a sense of purpose. 
it's the thing that gives me a sense of purpose. But is that is that uh, something that is a is that part of you though? I mean, is that part of you, or is that just you know, the, it's the sense of purpose, um, the same as a car, or the same as um, that you are a musician. Is your sense of purpose is that what you are, or is that something different? Um. So my sense of purpose is not what I am. Um, my sense of purpose is what I experience. So me having a good feeling when I feel as though I'm doing my quote unquote purpose is the same way someone else might feel when they experience justice. So um, someone may, yeah, so when someone experiences justice, they feel good. When someone experiences purpose, they feel good. These are just experiences that help a person feel good and know what they need to be doing. So things that feel good on the inside is what you're supposed to be doing. Things that feel bad on the inside is what you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, you get okay. it? Yeah, I get like, it. I... A... Yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah. So like the rules to life are already written inside of you. And what I help people do is dig inside to find themselves. When they find themselves, they know their rules. They know what they're supposed to be doing. So as a, as a spiritual coach, I don't tell people what they should and should not be doing. I help them find themselves so that they know what they should and should not be doing. So uh, does everyone have a different path to where they need to get to? Or is it like, it, like when you're doing, uh, I don't know, like, uh, like, you know, like the, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, like where you eventually have to get down to like Kevin Bacon's in this with someone with someone else. You know, and it eventually gets down to there's like maybe two or three things that they need to get down to. Like, what what is it that you have to kind of get everybody to a point? Is there a certain point where you can kind of get everybody and then it's what, you know, that last bit of knowledge that you can impart on them? Or is it go down to the last element differently for everybody? Uh, well, the only knowledge that is important is self-knowledge. Once you know yourself, that is the only important knowledge. Um, but there's way more knowledge than just that. Um, so we could use knowledge to help us build computers, help us build roads, help us build buildings. Um, that knowledge uh, is superficial knowledge. Um, that kind of just helps us out. But um, you could live your entire life without that knowledge and just have knowledge of self and live a completely full life. In the same way, a dog just needs to know itself to live a full life. It doesn't need to know how to make computers to, to live a full and, and happy life. So helping people find the knowledge that's important is what I do. And, and I mean, so with, with that, I mean, it's a pretty unorthodox way of thinking, at least in, in this, you know, part of the world. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, do you have people, I mean, did it just not matter? I mean, do, do other people not matter or did they ever matter at any time like what what they're thinking that you know what you do is good for you uh, as opposed to what everybody else thinks is good for you or was there a moment where you got to that where it's just like, I don't I'm just doing what I need to do I'm doing well, what I do well um with this inner peace um doesn't mean that I believe in peace so um, there are certain people when they self-actualize, 
they realize, wow, I get off on hurting people. And that is who I am. Um, someone who has that mentality would obviously be in opposition to me. Do you see what I'm saying? In the same way a lion is in opposition to a deer. I mean, it's, neither one of them are good or bad. It's just they are naturally in opposition. Um, some people get off on uh, telling lies and manipulating things. Um, maybe like the news media comes to mind where they exist to manipulate truth. Um, people who get off on that, and that is who they are to do that, would be in opposition to me. So um, we, we are at odds. And so I, I don't, I'm sorry, go ahead. And no, it's cool. And then, then both are just there. E equal isn't even the right word. Both, they both just. They both exist to do what are, they do. They, I exist they, to do they what I do. Ex yeah. They exist to do what they Yes, that's correct. And I mean, how, how'd you go from, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a fucking thing. Like, I mean, getting into, you know, like, you know, someone that is not like you, but has like this exact, you know, like the, the character foil to you, I guess, what would be another way or, you know, yeah, the natural predator prey. Um, I mean, where, where do you, I don't know, where does it get to be like, I don't guess I give a shit what they're doing because that's what they do. I'm doing what I'm doing. That is just the way it is. And then, I mean, that's a fucking, that's a freeing statement, right? Well, um, so I don't, um, myself, I don't just sit around doing nothing. Like, um, because if I did that, um, I wouldn't be satisfied. So to completely satisfy my nature, I would have to express truth. That is how I, I have a good feeling. Um, on the other side, say, uh, maybe Donald Trump, for example. Um, I don't want to get into politics or anything like that. But um, just the character that we're seeing on TV, that character, he might really get off on power, on having lots and lots of power. The same feeling he has or he gets when he's receiving lots of power is the same feeling I get when I free people or I help them with the truth. We, um, and that's how we know our purpose is different. Because what makes us fulfilled is different. But it both makes you fulfilled at the end of the day. But it both makes us fulfilled at the end of the day, even though that character would be my enemy. Someone who's lying, someone who's uh, using power to control others. Um, that would be the opposition to me. That, that would be Joker if I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You, yeah, you, you need Joker and Batman. But yeah. you know, Batman really doesn't like the Joker. <laughs> and the Joker doesn't like Batman. <laughs> yeah. You need both. <laughs> you need both, yeah. You, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, to have that, you have to know exactly what the opposite is. And to know that you know what the opposite is, that means you know yourself. Yes. Which yeah, is... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, it is. It's, uh, um, so, okay, so who was, like, the first person that... I mean, did you reach out to somebody? Did somebody reach out to you at first? And... Or did, were you just wanting to be able to look? I I figured this I figured this out. This is what this is what is working, and what I do I can you know help you get there in your own way. Or did somebody you know see you and just go, oh shit, this guy's got it together, and you know like 
how do I do that? Was it something <laughs> like that or what kind of happened? Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, so all of these truths that uh, I'm speaking right now are truths that um, I have developed myself and what I've been communicated to by nature. Um, I have a, uh, you might say, a spiritual connection to nature. And that's how I learn what I learn. So all of these truths that I figured out myself, because it's the truth, it existed thousands of years before I was born. So people have known this, even though, so all I've done is reinvent the wheel. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. In all of my life, I just reinvented the wheel, a wheel that existed for thousands of years. <laughs> um, and, so Buddhists, yeah. have, Buddhists have known this, Hindus have known this. Um, lots of people have already known this. Um, they just say it in different ways. So this, the truth that existed way before me, this is just my unique way of expressing it. And my unique way of expressing it is going to be tailored to whatever audience I'm supposed to be speaking it to. So the audience I'm speaking to giving, delivering this truth um, may not accept it if a Buddhist was giving it to them or may not accept it if a Hindu was giving it to them. But when they hear it from me, somehow it clicks with them. Maybe, yeah. you know, I speak very good English. So if you heard it in a different language or, you know what I'm saying, or like I understand um, the culture better. So I could communicate in a way that really um, clicks with maybe Americans, maybe Black Americans, maybe, you, you see what I'm saying? Like whoever. Yeah, and um, I mean, and, and it's, so, yeah, wh whoever like uh whoever gets you i mean if you it's exactly. like work work in a crowd work in a room like yeah whoever gets you if mm -hmm. they don't get you they're not going to get you and what do you mm -hmm. no reason to try but i mean the people who get you are going to get you they're going to come come to and you're going to be able to get on that level with them you know whether it's immediately or you know you kind of have to go meander a bit to get there but you're still going to get there and they're they're there for the ride because they know that you're going to take them on that ride and they're they're wanting you to take you on that ride and then i mean then it, then it's all you and then so i mean and you're doing this one-on-one -on -one. you're not you're not doing this in groups what's the advantage to one-on-one -on -one as opposed to holding a big seminar at the marriott uh hotel down in the conference room the big conference room um so um in a large crowd um like i'm doing now with you and your audience um i'm speaking in general and i'm giving you um like the answer so if you ask me um how do i become a doctor the simple answer is you go to medical school yay i have the answer but someone might need help through medical school to to get to become to become a doctor. And so I give people the answer, the, the simple answer in general. But then on one-on-one -on -one sessions, I help people step-by-step -step actually walk the path. So, so that you would be break the, it down? Sorry. I, I break you... it, yeah, I, I break it down to the particular individual. So in a one-on-one in -on -one session um, that I have with someone, so if I was having a one-on-one -on -one session with you, no yeah. one else on planet Earth exists but you. The only person that exists is you, and the only interests I care about are your interests. And so they have that very one-on-one, -on -one, almost like your lawyer or your doctor, like where yeah. I only care about you in that time. And we, we go through your problems and what you need to do. I help you think through problems, help you figure out, is that what you really want? Like, and how to find, so there is who you are, and then there's who you were trained to be. 
and and people are trying to navigate who am I really versus who was I trained to be. Um, I, you know, again, like as a black male, I was trained to be a thug. I was tra I was trained to be ghetto. I was trained to be ignorant. Um, all of these things weren't the real me. Is what I was trained to be by the culture that I grew up in. So navigating my way out of that was a problem. It was very very difficult, and it took me well into my thirties to like really mentally get myself out of that and be free of it. So I'm just helping people in whatever situation they're in. Some people might have grown up a Mormon or some uh, some religious group that says, you know, being you is is evil, you know, and and people really absorb that and really feel e um, evil inside and feel shame for for being who they are. So I help people break out of that that type of thing. So what was your realization when you were able to realize that what I mean, I mean, did you know that that was what was, you know, uh, set in motion for you that you were, you know, you, I don't know if you said the word predestined or what was the word you used for that um, oh. to be, you said a, a thug or ghetto. Uh, what was oh. the word you used? Uh, uh, before that's how I was trained to be. I was trained okay, to be. You're a trained to be. Okay, you're trained to be. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I thought I was. That's what I thought I quote unquote being black was. And so okay. I was trying to live up to those expectations. So when did you just go fuck all that? Uh, that's that's not me. Uh, <laughs> well, if, well, it, you know, very um, scientifically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I was um I guess a, a wannabe thug because that's not really who I was um for uh, the majority of my life and then um. I started, uh, you know, watching more of it. So I dropped out of school very early on. I was really bad. Um, and I started watching the news more. I started uh, watching a lot more documentaries. I started becoming more and more educated. And um, my speech started changing. I could start articulating better. I could start organizing my thoughts better. And when I started doing that, I realized that the Black people around me who used to accept me didn't accept me anymore. So I guess it was a natural progress where they rejected me because... Um, you know, I guess I was acting white uh, to them. And so there was a natural rejection. And then I guess I kind of accepted that rejection and just kept on moving away. Um, so I, I moved away from them physically, but I was still, you know, that mentally. And it was that is moving away from it mentally that was way more difficult than moving away from it physically. How did you move away from it mentally? Like, was that um, just, I mean, was that breaking it down piece by piece of each little thing and you know, just slowly working away at it and getting to be uh, rental. I mean, I mean were, yeah. were you were you rental then, or well, I mean, well, well, I mean, you were, you were, and you weren't, mm -hmm. and you, you would be. Yeah, no, I wasn't Rennell then. Um, in fact, um, my first name is Justin. Um, okay. Rennell, Rennell, Rennell's my middle name, and so I kind of like moved away as as like my identity really changed. I thought my name should reflect it. Um, so, I mean, the, the question is like, when did that happen or was I Renell? No, I, so the person I was before is completely dead. So if I've, I've experienced this two completely different lives, well, I would say more than that, where a, a complete personality of me, of who I was is totally dead and I am completely someone else. And the new person I am is the real me. And, and the person that died was the programming of society. Do you, do you feel it's a hundred percent or are you thinking like, it's maybe it's like 95, 98% somewhere in there, or is it a hundred percent? That is not you anymore. Uh, um, 
It's gone. Yeah. So it is totally 100% gone. But that does not mean that thoughts of the past don't come back up. So I could, I could have some thoughts that I know is not my own. Um, so for example, I might have a thought, McDonald's. Um, I know that thought is not me. That thought is advertising that's been programming, programmed into me. So I understand when thoughts come up that have been programmed from the outside. I see them and I just look at them and let them pass. And that's why it's not me anymore because I don't identify with any of my thoughts anymore. I just look at them and watch them pass. And then, so there's no, I mean, there's no dwelling on stuff. There's no, but then, so, I mean, is it going like, is that becoming subconscious or is that something that you are actively, you know, going, this is, this is a, an advertisement pass, or is it just like in your head and just out and you don't even, it's just muscle memory. Yeah. Um, so um, it took a lot of exercise to get to this level, years of exercise, uh, mental exercise to get to this level. Um, so I don't have very many thoughts um, that are not my own anymore. So my brain and I, we have a very good relationship. My brain doesn't bug me with thoughts that are not my own. Um, my brain, a thought, so once we're done talking right now, I go completely blank. I don't think thoughts. Um, a thought doesn't come up in my brain unless that thought is necessary, like for me. So. Um, a thought might come up, oh, go check the stove, you left it on. Those types of thoughts happen. What kind uh, of thoughts do but, not happen? What kind of thoughts do not happen? Um, you suck. Um, why'd you do that? Um, oh, you're so, you, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. Um, why aren't you like that? Those types of thoughts. <laughs> just done. Just not even. Just done. It, it's wow. not even. Yeah, it's it's like if you came in here, it's just a bunch of sunshine. <laughs> it is awesome being in here. <laughs> I mean, even yeah, when I'm I mean, in pain, even when I'm in pain, what happens then? I'm experiencing, even if I'm experiencing pain, there's still a little Buddha in there looking at that pain. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and I might be yeah. in agony, you know, but I'm still at peace, even though I'm in agony. <laughs> because you are and you aren't. And you were exactly because I'm, I'm totally still in this place. The, the real me, the awareness of me, um, can't hurt. Pain can't hurt me, even though pain does hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I don't enjoy pain at all. <laughs> I'm not, it's not an advertisement for pain, <laughs> but, um, it's a, it's a good skill to help you cope with pain that you might have to deal with, you know, uh, but, but so then, again, so is Tylenol. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, so then like uh, medication, like where's medication go? I mean, is that like, uh, like if someone is on, you know, either if they're on some sort of uh, street drug or if they're on some sort of prescribed medication or sometimes those are kind of, uh, you know, one in the same or, um, or Tylenol, like, weird and is uh, like some of that come in is like oh this is an advertisement telling me that this is what's going to help me or is that something that like i know this is going to make me feel good but why does it make me feel good oh uh, well not not all advertisement is bad um like there's they're like good advertisements um for i mean maybe for a new like salad bar or something like that i mean that'd be a great advertisement and you know i would yeah. like to know about that um <laughs> so not all of them are bad and the same thing with the ph pharmaceutical companies 
Um, it's not that all drugs are bad. I mean, if I was in a tremendous amount of pain right now, I would be the first one in the ER. <laughs> I'd be the first one, you know, asking for pain relief. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, obviously, there's the good and bad of the pharma uh, company. With that comes with a lot of um, them trying to get you dependent on things that you don't need. So it's trying to sifting through, like, what is the stuff that you don't need that's just acting like a crutch versus what you actually do need. And, and that's what they have to, like, that's what people have to sift through themselves. And that's kind of like what I help people, like, think through. Um, and then the other thing was, I mean, what, what was that? Um, I mean, okay, so I was actually talking about this last night. So you said you grew up Jehovah's Witness. Um, so I, my next door neighbors growing up were Jehovah's Witness. And like, I don't, I don't celebrate anything because of them next door, knowing that that's something that you can do. And that was, that was an interesting thing to me. And I mean, where where does celebrations and gatherings and what what's what's all that? Is that just kind of the same? Just was, is, and um, will be. Well, um, I enjoy myself during celebrations, um, even if they're not my own. If I mean, if I was, if people were selling Ram, um, celebrating Ramadan or something like that, or Christmas, I would join in the festivities, um, even though I may not agree with the philosophy. Um, I'm all for that. Um, what I'm not for is a uh, cult-like behavior. So a lot of um, atheists like myself, when they leave religion, they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot of great stuff in religion. But the reason why I would say, um, the, so the difference between spirituality and a cult is a cult uses spirituality to control you. So in this Jehovah's Witness cult is what I would call it. Um, there's some top person controlling all the people beneath them, telling them, you cannot celebrate this holiday. You can celebrate that holiday. This is how you must behave. This is how you shouldn't behave. Whenever you see that, that is a cult. That is not what I would call spirituality. Spirituality is a freeing experience. Spirituality frees you. A cult traps you. That is the difference. So... Um... So then one other thing I was going to ask. So about the uh, the nature, the, the part of nature, you said there was a, a moment in nature where you changed. What, do you, what was that moment when you were in nature? Um, was well, it? no, no, I was, I, was, I was in the middle of playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> I went to the fridge and bam, kind of nature just said hello <laughs> out of complete nowhere. And I just started understanding things that I didn't understand before. I mean, <laughs> so from that, playing that, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I was playing Grand Theft Auto. I went to the fridge <laughs> and boom, like is I just started understanding the universe. I started having this intimate relationship with nature itself, where nature was teaching me how it worked. <laughs> what, what what Grand Theft Auto game was it? It was uh, the, the last one where you get to play three characters. Okay, uh, which know, character with, with, were you? Trevor. You were uh, you Trevor? Trevor? Yeah, Trevor is like my favorite character. So okay, so <laughs> you you were Trevor, who is this uh, fucking mess? <laughs> this complete fucking chaotic mess of just uh, a whirlwind of shit. And 
I mean, was it was it in that and seeing the which could be in a way your opposite that it kind of uh, like puts you in that or is it not really your opposite? It's kind of like a parallel. Yeah. So Trevor, that character of Trevor, <laughs> he, I wouldn't really consider him my opposite. Um, I would consider him a brother of mine because he is absolutely true to himself. Um, his behavior is different than I am. Yeah, his behavior is very different than mine. Um, but who he is, is the same person I am, a true seeker and someone who is being their authentic self. So is that something that you realized right then? That Trevor, Trevor oh. is just fucking being Trevor? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, so the, the thing, it didn't happen while I was playing Grand Theft Auto. I wasn't even thinking about Grand Theft Auto at the time. When I say I've been playing Grand Theft Auto, it just means like I was just kind of minding my own business, kind of, you know, fucking around. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I happened to, to go to the um, refrigerator. And the exact thing that happened was, it was kind of like nature said, I'm right here. And for some reason, I understood where right there was. And when I understood where right there was, I started beginning how, I started understanding how the mechanics of the universe works. I started understanding what the infinite was. Um, it, it almost felt like a downloading of information. Um, like I, I got tapped into something that started downloading information into my mind. Um, and it took me a very long time to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, sure. But I, I kind of went batshit crazy for a little while <laughs> trying to figure out um, what was going on. So, I mean, I mean, that's a, like, I mean, when you got that much of a change coming into you and you have mm -hmm. no clue, but you know it's leading you to the place that you want to be, Mm -hmm. I mean, how hard was it not to just shut it off and just go, I, you know what, this is, this isn't right. Like this is, or was it just such a, a strong force driving you to, this is what I need to do. Um, and, you know, to hell with anything else that's going on. This is what matters, but yeah, it doesn't well, matter <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, the information I was getting, I mean, it's just, it's so much easier to, to say I'm crazy. And that was the easy answer the entire time. You're crazy, you're crazy, this is crazy. But the problem with that was I was making sense. So like, you know, crazy people don't make sense and I was making sense. Um, I, I didn't make sense totally in the beginning because I was still figuring it out. But this thing that was speaking to me was telling me something that I was better than what I was. And at the time I was the lowest piece of shit on the planet. I was at the bottom of the toilet. Um, I thought I was the worst piece of crap ever. So it telling me that I was something more than that, it was mind bending. And it was a process to like, um, think that I could be anything more than a piece of shit. Um, and so that was a process, but also I kind of thought, holy shit, God is talking to me. This is God. And so I must be Jesus. I must be, I must be this. I must be that, you know, it, it must, I must be destined to go change the world. And so for a long time in the very beginning, I was trying to change the world and trying to fix the world. And I was failing every single time. And the reason why I was failing is because what I didn't understand was this knowledge was for me. It was to benefit me. I'm not here to change anyone else. I'm not here to fix anything. Everything's already perfect outside of me. The only person that needs to be fixed is me. And then when I really came to that realization, I really went inside and understand that the world I was supposed to fix was the world in my mind. And so I, I, I put 100% of my time into fixing me. And that's when I started seeing progress. That's when I started seeing a little bit of success. That's when things started planning, like working out in this cool way. <laughs> you know. What, what was the first thing you noticed? Um, my relationships with other people became better. 
Um, I, I can't describe what a piece of shit I was. Um, I would hurt people. Um, I, I didn't care about anything else but money. Um, I, I mean, I was just the lowest scum on earth. Um, and so gradually my relationship with people started getting better. When I wasn't constantly in my head, I could actually hear people better. I could actually empathize with people a little bit better. Um, just little improvements here and there let me know that I was on the right track. Let me know that whatever this thing is, even if it's crazy, it's making me feel better inside. I knew that I was being healed inside. And that's all I had to go on for many years. How many years was this? And is it is it like, is it still ever evolving? Or is it you've gotten like, if or do you, do you know it's ever evolving? Or if it's, if it's already done and it, was, it hasn't started and it's yeah. already there right now yeah so like right now um i'm in a place that i would describe as heaven and in heaven it is the best it could possibly be right now and it gets better tomorrow so that is the paradox of heaven it is the best it could ever be right now and tomorrow it'll get better so i'm constantly learning new things i'm constantly getting better even though i'm already there <laughs> I'm already there, but I'm still traveling more somehow. You know? It's already yeah. perfect, but somehow it's a little bit more perfect. <laughs> Every that's day. What my yeah, that's what my life is right now. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> how, I mean, so when, when you have someone with you, like, are you, when they first start talking with you, are they, um, are they already, you know, very receptive, or do, you, or do you, I mean, do you, I mean, they obviously are very receptive, but are you also putting them in sort of a, a relaxed state of mind, whether um, intentionally or in, unintentionally, putting them in some sort of reset or relaxed state of mind to get them to be able to be more aware of what's going on inside of them at that moment? Or is it, does it, I mean, does it matter? Oh, so let's say uh, you and I were doing a one-on-one -on -one session right now. Um, so first, there has to be a certain level of trust um, and a certain like willingness to be open. So if someone is a devout Christian, um, obviously it wouldn't work out. If someone was a devout Muslim or a devout Republican or a devout anything, um, that person is trapped, is locked in a cage and does not want to come out of that cage and I don't have the power to bring them out of that cage. Um, so someone who comes to me and does a one-on-one -on -one session would have to be someone who is open to truth. That would be the first, that would be the prerequisite. Now, like let's say you and I are doing a session right now, like how I would begin it was, was asking you to allow me inside of your mind. So what will be going on in Rusty's mind right now is that Rusty's consciousness would be in, in, in his mind and Rusty would allow Rennell to come in there. And Rusty and I would look at all of your thoughts and start pointing at them, like, what do you think about that one? What do you think about that one? And we'll start going through them. Why do you think you're having that one? Where do you think that one's coming from? And we just have a session where you and I just hanging out inside of your mind, watching your thoughts, you know, discussing them, having a nice yeah. discussion about it. <laughs> and, and so then, I mean, so at that point, they are, um, you have to be able to understand them. Mm -hmm. But before it can be, you just experience them 
still understand them, but don't have to dwell on it and just it goes through. It goes through you. Oh no, oh, it's it's difficult at first, depending on the person. So um, even though I'm talking to you, I might not be meeting the real you. People present a different them, and they do that with me also. They present. Um, Chris Rock had a good line where he said, uh, "You're not meeting the person; you're meeting their ambassador." <laughs> I think that's it. So sometimes I have to get past the person's ambassador <laughs> to um, to get to the real them. And sometimes these people don't know who they really are. They don't know who they really are, and I don't know who they really are. So we kind of have to, you know, navigate our way and find out <laughs> where the real them is. <laughs> but that and takes a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they have to trust you because, I mean, they're getting to a point where they are, you know, as, you know, basically as vulnerable as they're going to be. And they, they, you know, are getting you to, you know, get you to that point. And I mean, there's not, there's, you know, ways to have it go the exact opposite way, because if it can go that well it can go that that poorly and be used against you um like i say the same thing about hypnosis i mean there's fuck there's horrible shit you can do with hypnosis and it's been proven but how well that fucking works means how well it can help people and i mean like i saw the other day um i was walking into uh my uh doctor's office to go to physical therapy and uh there was a couple in a car that was fighting right outside of a gas station uh one of them slammed the door the other one got out and then yelled and that's why your uncle molested you and i wow. was just like shit i mean that's like <laughs> wow yeah i mean that's that's opening up and you know taking what you're you know how powerful that is to somebody and you're doing the exact opposite and people are able to just get in there and you know how powerful like how much that would fucking suck for that person to be able to have that happen but then you can do the exact opposite and fucking change their life and they change their own life and their life's yeah. already been changed and their life has changed yeah so I, I would have to tell someone like a, the way I, I try to gain trust, and trust has to be given. I can't take someone's trust. Um, and so I let them know, A, it's very rare that I would hear something that I haven't done myself that's worse. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. was an alcoholic. I was, I was a crazy alcoholic for at least a decade of my life. I was a drug addict. I was a drug dealer. I, I mean, I've, I, I mean, obviously, I don't want to incriminate myself like, sure. on the show, but like, it doesn't get worse than me. So like I, I've been there. So I, I let them know that. And you trust would have to be built over time, but I'd have to let the person know that you are taking a risk. Okay. When you when you do this, you, you're gonna have to say, screw it. You know, if 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 I get hurt, I get hurt. That's it. But I'm gonna take this chance. I'm gonna trust him. If he hurts me, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He seems like a good guy. I'm gonna have to give him that trust. And the, the thing about that kind of trust is I have to give that kind of trust every single day. When I get into someone else's car, if I get into a plane that someone else is flying, you have to give your trust to people all of the time with your life. And you have to say, fuck it. I mean, if yeah. whatever is going to happen, is going to happen. And they're going to have to get on my plane and where I'm driving, where, you know, I could crash. You know, yeah. and like, 
And so I'd, I'd have to get the person in the, in the mindset where like they understand that and they're willing to take that risk. Yeah, but I mean, even if you, you end up uncovering, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of uncomfortable truths with realizing about your truest self. And I mean, like, you know, nothing you ever would have thought then. I mean, do some people get to that level and then like realize that, oh, fuck, like he's right, but I don't know. I'm, and just sort of like stop at that point and want to back off and if that is the case do you what do you how do you get them back or does that not happen or well um so when i'm dealing with someone um i try not to try to do anything i try to let it flow okay and when i allow it to flow with someone i could feel okay this is getting a little uncomfortable i step back okay this is getting a little uncomfortable i step back you know i i'm i really really hone in i uh, they start feeling an intense emotion. Okay, let me really step back. You know, let yeah. me let them feel their emotions. Let them, because sometimes people need to figure things out. And if you get in the way of them figuring it, figuring something out, they could lash out at you. Or like, you know what I'm saying? They, sometimes people need to figure. So you have to be good at knowing, okay, let me leave this person alone. Let me let them figure it out. Um, let, let me let them figure out whether or not they want to tell me this information. Maybe, you know, they're not sure. Like, let me make sure that this person really is ready to, to say what they're wanting to say or reveal something that they want to reveal. Um, it, it really is a game of just relaxing, letting it flow, um, and going with it. Um, when I'm dealing with a person, they are totally in control of what goes on. You know, I'm just a guy in the background, kind of like pointing you there, pointing you there, giving you suggestions, but the person I'm dealing with is in total control of what they say, what they do, you know. You're yeah. just, you're just, now you're you know guiding the ship you're guiding the ship yeah. but they're steering <laughs> yeah. the ship you're, they're, you're, they're steering the ship yeah yeah it's like you, you get you have a kid uh learning to ride a bike and mm -hmm. uh they're riding the bike but you're like you're holding on to the back of the the seat you know just yeah. like yeah. you're gonna be okay yeah. i got you here but you, you gotta do this on your own this is exactly this right is you here exactly and, right so yeah go ahead so like the the, the way that i define a good like healer or someone who heals people is when people don't need you anymore. And so I try to get people to the point where they don't need me anymore. They're totally self-sufficient. They can make all their own decisions on their own. They're totally ready to, to go off and say, screw it. No, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I did my job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like, uh, I never want to see you again, but in the best exactly. way, in the best exactly, way, yeah. exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that could be, because uh, I mean, I, I've I you know looked at it both ways. Like, if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to string somebody along and have them do, you know, ten times as many sessions with me, whereas, and I know I'd be getting that money coming back over. But then it'd be like, well, he kind of sucks at what he does. Whereas I can just go and do something, you know, one time with them get that you know set and then don't ever fucking see me again just like be on your way and like they'll, they'll tell people the people they're gonna they're gonna be and people are gonna exactly. notice it about them i mean um and so they're gonna be coming back to you i mean that's 
as a as a good way to do it. I mean, you're doing it more for you know for them. Like they're 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 not you're not trying to you know get one over on somebody. That's <clears throat> you you genuinely want them to never fucking see you again and just exactly yeah yeah so, and, so this profession i'm sorry but no go, go for it go for it oh, so, so the only reason why i charge money at all is because we live in a capitalist society where i i have to eat food and the yeah. way we communicate is through payment so if we if we were in a tribe this is something that i would totally do for free i love doing this i mean i'm doing it when i'm i, I do with everyone i help you know i i also uber um uh, oh, okay and and when i'm talking to people i'm, I'm enlightening them going through their problems i'm like and then i'm not charging them for that it's something i i have i'm passionate about i i love doing it even when i'm not making money doing it <laughs> you know that i mean that tells you a lot and so yeah i mean so yeah if anyone so if anyone wants to uh get to that spot how are they going to find you uh on the oh, they, internet they, or wherever or I don't know. Um, yeah, they could check. Yeah, they they could definitely uh, go to afiahealing.org. And, and I'll, I'll um, yeah, throw that, this that's... in the thing. I'll throw it in the show notes. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, that that's that's how you would get to me and and get that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, get get to him, and you know that's why why not why not just have your life be like perfect, and then every day <laughs> is getting better. Why, yeah. why would you why would you say no to that? That's stupid. That's stupid. Just go and do it. You know, <laughs> you're set. So, yeah. So, thank you for being on. I I enjoyed getting to talk with you and meet you. And um, I think it's gonna be good for the listeners. I think they're gonna they're gonna connect on this one. So, um, yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you everybody for listening and yeah dude fucking like subscribe share if you want i don't you can do whatever just get the message and get to Renell. and that's more the message you want to subscribe to the show i don't care but get to Renell. that's the smart thing to do so <laughs> thank you very much thank you yeah, for having you're, me you're very welcome and everybody thank you and that is the show man <laughs>